Rebirth of Venus. I'm Caitlin Matanley, and I'm a spiritual mindset coach, a personal development junkie, an all-around Venus worshiper, and a powerful witch. I'm here to talk dirty about evolution, revolution, and how to embody the archetype of Venus, original bad bitch, every damn day. Thanks for listening. everybody. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus. Today, I wanted to talk about the need that I perceive for a more modern approach to magic. So it's been a while since I had an episode that was like straight up witchy. And this is one. I've actually been getting a lot of people saying like, oh, I want like more on rituals, more on the witchy stuff. Now, to which my response is always, it's all witchcraft. Now, don't be scared if you're not one of the people in my audience who identifies as a witch or like a witch-adjacent human being. My approach to witchcraft, if you're newer to this show, is that really it's a practice of setting intention and taking action in line with that intention as a way of, quite frankly, getting the lives we want. And what does that sound an awful like? Sounds a lot like a lot of things. Sounds like goal setting. It sounds like what some people call manifestation, which is honestly just like fancy goal setting um, that harnesses energetics. It sounds like all of these different ideas, which a lot of people don't think are the same, you know, especially when it comes to manifestation and witchcraft. They're the same thing. Really what it comes down to is which terminology which terminology are you comfortable with and which terminology do you identify with? And honestly, it doesn't matter what you pick. Pick what feels good to you. Now, for those listening, and I know there are actually quite a lot of you, which I think is so dope, that there are so many people who do listen to this show who actually aren't really coming from the spiritual world and the energetic world. They are, you know, these concepts are newer to them, which I think is so cool that you're listening and that you enjoy this show and you get value out of it. So for those people, you know, who maybe are thinking about these concepts in terms of, you know, getting what they desire, deciding what to do, what actions to take, um, for those of you, you know, you may view things like what I talk about in this episode, ideas of ritual and spell work as metaphors. You know, these practices can, can be really fun to practice, even if you're not an identified, a self-identified witch, because they're really fun ways to just kind of focus your energy. And I'm going to be talking a lot today about my modern approach to magic and how it really works hand or it walks hand in hand with my just like traditional goal setting techniques that I employ, with my perspectives on manifestation, um, with just my desire to like get things done in a really Capricornian, like let's do the thing energy, which, you know, I have a a Capricorn stellium. I embody that energy. Regardless of what you're coming at this, I hope that this episode, it's my intention for this episode to serve as a way of taking these practices, which in the traditional sense of goal setting can be a little dry, and bringing a little more magic to them, bringing a little bit more fun to them. That really is what modern magic is all about to me. And it's something something I'm really excited to share about today. 
So here we go. Let's do it. Oh, it's 4.44. Four is my, okay, quick tangent. I feel like I always start with a tangent. It's how you know it's the Rebirth of Venus show. So I, um, I never saw like repeating numbers if you're in like any... If you follow like any spiritual accounts on Instagram, <laughs> you're familiar with like the whole idea of like angel numbers. I don't really like talk to angels or anything. So you know, some people call them angel numbers. So I kind of ignored it for a while because I was like, ah, I don't really understand what that is. Um, some people call them like ascended master numbers, whatever. The idea is that like repeating numbers are numbers that have different messages from like the universe or your guides or whatever. I never saw them ever. And I wasn't like freaking out about it. <laughs> I wasn't feeling like less spiritual than thou because I didn't ever see 1111 on the, on the um, clock. Although actually when I did, ever since I was a kid, I thought it was like lucky and I'd make a wish. So there you go. This year I started seeing 44s and 444s constantly and I still do. And that's been really interesting. So that's why I was excited that it was 444. Anyway, moving on. So modern magic, what is this about? So if you do follow like witchcraft or um, I'm seeing more and more books pop up about ritual and spell work that aren't specifically witchcraft books, because traditionally most of the books that talked about these concepts were coming from the perspective of Wicca or ceremonial witchcraft, which is like totally not my approach. I have studied Wicca um, when I first became interested in witchcraft as a practice and as a spiritual practice, I decided I would be Wiccan. And then I found out it was like on just a religion. No offense to anyone Wiccan listening. It's just like, it is a religion and I didn't want to be part of a religion. So that was out. <laughs> it wasn't until later that I really reclaimed my own practices as practices that had, that were valid in and of their own. And I'm seeing so many more books now and resources and you know, online resources coming out that are approaching magic from a non-Wiccan perspective and many that are approaching it from a very psycho-spiritual perspective, which is really cool. Again, it's about that marriage. You know, I always talk about with my work, I'm all about the intersection of mindset and magic because they're two sides of the same coin to me. You know, we create our world through our mindset, through the words we use, through our intentions for ourselves. Like that has as much magical intention as lighting a candle does in a candle spell. And so it's really cool to see more and more space being given to these voices and a variety of voices. And really my perspective comes from that same sense of following my intuition trusting that I know how to create rituals around my desires. Sure, I often will, you know, get inspired by maybe something I read in a book. Sometimes I'll even follow something in a book to the T just kind of for fun, especially if it requires me to like get weird ingredients and like that can be fun. But the fact of the matter is most of the magic I practice is intuitive. It's, you know, using basic techniques which I'm going to share today, basic techniques that feel good for me, that feel like they get results for me, and that just feel right. And I encourage you to do the same. So if you're not a witch, I really, really want you to keep listening because I think you're going to have a really fun, some fun ideas as you 
leave this episode some really fun ideas to bring a little more magic and ritual into your everyday life. And if you are a witch and you feel like magic is something you can only do for special occasions or, you know, on like midsummer's evening once a year, that was a random day I picked. Um, something that you think, you know, you have to like have a bunch of things in place for. I hope that it's my intention. I'm taking the word hope out of my, out of my vernacular for a variety of reasons, but it is my intention that you leave this episode with some really strong, fun ideas to make your magical practice a lot more actionable and also just something you can incorporate into, you know, every day if you desire. So that's why I'm here and that's why I'm sharing this episode with you today. So thanks for tuning in. So modern magic. I am allergic to dogma, like completely allergic to dogma. And so with that, I'm really pretty allergic personally to any practices, this is really vague and broad, so you're gonna laugh. Any practices that require like a lot of stuff, first of all, because I'm like, you know, any capitalist anarchist at my core. Um, so I don't like when things require not just magic, but like anything I'm trying, anything I'm doing, because we don't try to do things, we do them. Anything I'm doing, I'm really allergic to this concept that you need a lot of things, that you need a lot of training, that you need a lot of this, that, or the other thing. Anything that could turn into procrastination because it's, you know, oh, like I can't do this because I don't have this and I haven't learned this. That turns into procrastination. I've talked about this on the show before. I'm talking about it again because it can't be said too much. Any of these ideas often turn into procrastination where we think we don't have the resources already and we need to do just one more thing to be qualified to practice. So I guess I'm pretty in line with what is often referred to as chaos magic in this light. Although again, not really into labels. So, you know, maybe I'm like chaos magic adjacent. I don't know. I like saying I'm like adjacent to things <laughs> rather than claiming labels. Anyway, moving on. So I am really drawn to practices, whether those are spiritual practices, personal practices that have a lot of flexibility and that allow me to tune into my energy and my desires in the moment and make changes accordingly. For example, there's a lot of talk about morning rituals. And this is like something that is discussed everywhere because there's this idea that like all successful people have a morning ritual. And I do think it's so extremely important to have a set of practices that kind of sets up your day in a positive way. And I've had some form of a morning ritual for years. And I think that many people get lost in that concept and they think that they need to be extremely regimented with it and like do the same thing every day or it's not valuable. And you know, some people like a regimented routine in which I say, if it works for you, great, stick with it. For me personally, I have a set of practices I like to engage in daily. And I definitely have a like an order I like to do them in the morning when I have a normal schedule, when I don't really have anything on my calendar as far as appointments and things. First thing, I have some time, I can do these things. 
However, for me, it's more important that I start the day well with one of them and that I get to all of them most days. So for me, for example, with my morning ritual, um, if it's a normal day, I like to get up. I Well, actually, I always read in bed at first because I wake up earlier than my boyfriend. And so I usually will spend about half an hour reading on my phone in bed before I even get out. I also like to just like be snuggly in bed instead of getting up right away. That's just me. So I just decided to embrace it and get some reading in. So I read in bed, I get up, I put some kind of a motivational content on while I go about my getting ready tasks in the morning. Usually it's YouTube videos or some kind of videos from like a course I've taken in the past that I wanna revisit. Something that's motivational, inspirational. I play it while I, you know, chug some water first thing, take a shower, etc. From there, I like to, I do some meditation and chanting, some tapping, EFT, some other practices like that, a little journaling maybe. Here's the thing, it isn't regimented for me and it can ebb and flow, you know, how deep I go into those practices depending on the day. Hell, some days I don't feel like I need one of those things and so I don't do it, I don't overthink it. To me, that's the epitome of what modern magic is also about. Having rituals that serve you, that you can fall back on and that can shift and change depending on your intuition because ultimately you always know what you need. I say this, I'm a broken record, I know. I'm always saying this. You have everything you need, you know what you need, and you can trust that. So your practices, your daily practices, your, you know, even if they're ritual or spell work practices that you that you engage in less frequently, they should support you and they should support the structure of your life rather than just adding like an additional stress or to-do list onto the things that you perceive are required for your day. So for me, I've really taken a lot of more traditional practices around, you know, more magical ritual and spell work. I've taken a lot of traditional practices and made them my own. And with that, just like I talked about with my morning rituals, I've really allowed them to be things I look forward to, that I find fun, and that can incorporate into my life. So for example, it doesn't matter what kind of ritual I'm beginning. So let's say you, okay, let's say you're like straight up witch and you have like a spell you want to cast. Maybe it's something you found in a book or online. Maybe it's something you've just thought of yourself. You have a thing, you're gonna do it. Um, what's often talked about in more traditional books is the importance of raising energy first. Now, raising energy is any practice that basically shifts your energetic state, that shifts your you know established energetic state that you're in already, and gets things moving. And guess what? You should raise energy before you start any new task. If anything that you're about to start on that's going to require a different state of mind, raising energy first through some kind of movement is the best way for you to do that, for the best way for you to achieve that shift in mental state. What I mean is this. Obviously, I've talked about how this works for like a magic spell, but maybe your magic spell isn't a traditional spell at all. Maybe your, tradi maybe your spell is um, 
having to sit is you know having to sit down at your computer and um, write emails for an hour, followed by getting on a meeting, like a video meeting, or like if you you know have video clients getting on a client call. Are you, do you really want to go into those one-on-one calls or maybe you're like in a virtual meeting or something like that? Or maybe, you know, if you work in an office, it's like a real meeting, regular meeting. Are you going to go into that meeting with the same energy of sitting and reading emails or writing emails? No. If you do, you're going to fall asleep and you're not going to bring your energy and creativity to those encounters. So your spell is the shift. You're raising energy has to happen in between those two tasks, just like it has to happen if you are going from like your everyday life into a more magical state for a spell. How do I raise energy? I have a dance party and like a real dance party. I feel like a lot of people are always talking about like having dance parties and like I've been in so many online courses where they're like, let's start with a dance party. And you can tell people like really aren't into it. When I say have a dance party, what I personally do is like I crank up the music to just a little bit too loud. That's important because that's when the vibrations start. Permeating, my neighbors love me. I know they do. Um, it's pretty much always rap music, personally. Gets me gets me moving, gets me pumped. Um, and I like really fucking dance, like really dance. And as I'm doing that, I really focus my energy on what I'm going to be calling in. In the case of the, like a witchcraft spell situation, what the spell is going to be calling in. But guess what? I did this exact same practice just a little while ago when I went between sitting at my computer doing emails and yada yada to a video client session where I wanted to be at my highest, clearest energy. I wanted to be the clearest channel. So I had to shift my energy first. And I did that by raising energy, by moving my body with extra focus made, placed towards parts of my body that were stiff, that didn't feel good. For me, it's always like the lower back and the shoulders. And so really like, I'm actually like moving those right now, doing that. You could do any number of things. For me, that's what I do, it's super fun. Definitely not traditional. You know, these old like stodgy spell books are not, they're never like blast your favorite song and like twerk to raise energy, but they should, it works really well. Um, also, side note, actually, it's great, like twerking is excellent um, for opening the sacral chakra, which is really important energy center for creativity, which is like literally what spell work is. So side note. Now, after that energy is raised, I would conduct the actual ritual or spell, which I'm not going to get into now because there's like a million spells under the sun. I love working with candles. Most, I'm like a pyromaniac, I guess. Most of the spells I do are some form of candle magic because I love it. But it could be anything. Again, if you're taking this like greater approach to magic, to modern magic, and you're taking it outside of the traditional spell work concepts, you know, you could think, okay, maybe you have, maybe you're going into a meeting and you want to be really clear and creative maybe you have to write an email and it's something that you're just, it's maybe a touchy subject. You have to broach like something that's going to be, you you feel like it might be difficult. 
You want to make sure you're in a good space. Maybe you're starting a creative project. These are all times when you're casting spells. You're starting with an intention. So you've raised your energy. You've shifted your energy. Now you have your intention. You've been holding that intention while you've been moving. And now you can go into the task at hand with a clear mind. And whatever needs to be done, you do it. Now here's the most important part of spell work, of modern magic. I mean, and traditional magic, but I find that this part is really missed in a lot of the like old classic books on witchcraft I've read. A lot of them miss this, or they, or they you know, talk about it very, like they just touch on it when this is actually the most important part. You want, you need to get to a point in the casting of your intention where you realize, I'm using the word realize on purpose, I'll get to that in a moment. You realize that you fucking have it. Not where you think you have it, not where you pretend you have it, not where you decide you have it, where you realize you fucking have it. And I say this because for me, that's how I experience this as a realization. It's like, oh my God, it just came. Like, it just arrived. Now, yes, you may argue, like, you are pretending because it's not here yet because this isn't wizardry. This isn't, like, literally suddenly $500 is, like, on my lap. That would be cool. Unfortunately, you know, physics is a thing, so it's, like, really not so common that that sort of thing happens. Although, it actually can happen, but we're not getting into that. That's, like, some real weird shit. Um, and I definitely know people with stories like that. Not $500, more like $2, but you know, it's whatever. It is what it is. So you, I really experience in that moment of realizing that I have it. Now, if it's a, like a candle spell, for example, or like a traditional witchcraft um, thing, <laughs> witchcraft thing. I really sound like a witch who knows what she's talking about, don't I? <laughs> if it's a traditional spell, it's like in my working of the spell and I'm holding the intention and I suddenly I realize it's like a snap. I realize I have it. If it's a more mundane experience, like, okay, the email, difficult email, like I told you about, or a creative project. This actually happened to me when I was writing. I, this was months ago. I was struggling writing a sales page for my website and I've been struggling for like a couple of weeks on it. So I knew something was off. And I set the intention to complete this, to figure it out. I raised my energy and suddenly it came to me. It was literally like that and I knew what to do, which actually turned out to be a completely different direction than what I had been pushing towards doing. It's the same concept. It's the same concept because these are all energetic concepts and the mind is ruled by energetics and our energy is ruled by the mind. It's like a push and a pull. So it doesn't matter how you approach these ideas or, or where you direct these ideas. You can be, you know, doing it like elaborate spell or a simple one or just like going about your daily tasks and you will see the same level of results from this combination of shifting your energetic state, raising your energetic state, raising your vibration and setting clear intention from there. And then getting to a space where you have dissolved resistance and you are calling it in. This is the most important part, only to be followed in importance by 
what comes later. Because this last step is, and I know I'm like distilling things down to a very simple three steps here, but I'm doing that intentionally because I want you to stop overthinking these things. I want you to really go inward and intuitively seek the answers that you already have, okay? So here's the thing about this third step of realizing you fucking have it. You have to actually do that again and again and again because in my experience, it's actually pretty easy when you're like in the vibe because you've already done these things I've talked about to realize you fucking have it. In the case of a magical spell, like, oh my God, it's, I have it, it's happening, it's here, the spell is going to work, it is working, bam. In Law of Attraction is what people talk about as like, you know, acting as if, which is really just about embodying the version of yourself who has the thing now so that the thing has to be here because you're already that person. I'm grossly oversimplifying a pretty complicated topic actually, but moving on. Um, so even if you're talking about mundane practices in your life, when I say the word mundane, I mean, just mean like the everyday, the writing of the emails, the creating things, the, you know, having conversations, things like that. You know, the, the areas where you're not, nece you aren't necessarily craving like a big leap, but you're, you know, this is the normal things you have to do every day. So you get to a point, you know, it's easy to a certain extent, once you're in the vibe, once you're like feeling it, to know it's yours. And, you know, you finish your spell, you do the task, it is what it is. And then you have to follow that up with continually stepping into that space because it doesn't last. I'm going to be honest with you. It doesn't last. Now, the more practice you get, the more you're able, once you notice yourself shifting out of that space of, oh my God, it's mine, there's, you know, the more you practice at this, the easier it becomes to constantly shift back to the place of, oh, it's fucking mine. When you have those doubts that pull you away. However, it's, it, it, I'll, I'm going to be honest, it's easier said than done. And most of us have areas of our life where it's easy and areas where it's difficult. You know, I am amazing at this in certain aspects of my life and areas of my life and others I'm like I just cannot seem to fucking get it you know of course I know that's a limiting belief and like I'm on my way and I'm doing the work and yada yada but it's like I, I can't help but to notice the difference when the reality is the energy is no different behind you know getting your energy behind x y or z it's the same thing it's just that we have perceived levels of difficulty for different things, you know, and I know you've seen this in your life, you know, maybe for you, you really don't experience a lot of stress around dating. Even if you're single, you just trust that like the right person's going to come. But then when it comes to money, you're like, where's the fucking money? Where is it? You know, or vice versa. It's actually interesting looking at like love and money because they're so similar. Like they're the same thing because it's like money is just another relationship really. And we, a lot of us are like so chill when it comes to dating, but then we're like fucking insane when it comes to money, like so clingy and horrible. So it's funny to look at that. So the, the challenge here is to continually step into that space of realizing you fucking have it. 
and you have to continue to step into that space because you know you're like feeling the vibe everything's good and then so-called reality sinks in you know the next day a couple hours later whatever something happens that derails you or that could derail you but you have the opportunity to shift again and it gets easier over time and over time you will more and more continuously stay in the space of it being yours and then it's just like it gets to you fast actually usually so that's important understatement super important now when this how this will apply to the mundane aspects of your life let's look at that so say you okay let's look at my example of the sales page i felt super aligned i channeled the whole fucking thing i put it together in like two hours bam done up public ready to go open and then i had like it was something i was launching then i had like the next I don't know, maybe it was like a four week period of the launch. I don't remember of being like, wait, but, but actually, wait, is this, oh wait, I'm so confident about this, but like, is this actually good? Oh wait, like, do people actually want this after all? Oh, am I, am I just like, is it, could it really be this easy? Et cetera, et cetera. Those are the moments when you have to come back to that space and it's fucking mine. I like to just remind myself, like, oh, remember how I felt like it was so fucking mine in that moment? Like, obviously, that's real, you know? <laughs> so you kind of have to shift back. You don't kind of have to. You have to continuously shift back. So, you know, that's the practice. And this is, when I talk about this being a modern practice, this is designed to fit in your everyday life. These steps, you can apply to anything. The steps of raising energy, the steps of the enchantment or the creation and then the step of the realizing you fucking have it that's my magical my modern magical formula and it you know it works and it works with anything now i really love approaching spell work from this psycho spiritual perspective like marrying psychology with the spirituality because i mean as i've already talked about ad nauseum they are the same Magic only works because we believe it. Yes, I do believe that like energies exist that we choose to harness or, or we choose to ignore. And if you don't believe in them, I don't think they affect you. Now, I mean, okay, there are some exceptions. Like I do believe the moon phases follow, uh, they, the moon phases um, affects people even if they don't believe in them just because of like, the effect that the moon has on water and our bodies being water and things like that. But my point is like a lot of the energies are at play are subtle. Unless you're attuned to them, you're not going to notice them. And so ultimately, this stuff works because you believe in it. Yes, it is possible to get results from a spell and not believe in it in witchcraft at all. Just like it's possible to get results from following, you know, a five-step program that a mentor of yours gave you to achieve a goal, even if you think it's bullshit. You can still follow the steps and get the results. However, it's a lot more powerful if you actually believe in it or if you're willing to believe in it. You know, sometimes it's like we're playing with new energies and just being willing to try something new. Um, and so we, you know, it's okay to exist in that liminal space of like kind of believing it but kind of not being sure. In fact, I was just reading in a book. The book was called Moon Spells by Diane Alquist. And she had a really 
cool perspective on spells. And actually, this is a quote. She said, rituals give you something to do that is constructive instead of worrying about things. So she goes on to describe an example of a client that she had who was applying for like a long shot loan on a Friday. And so like by that Friday night, she was freaking out. You know, she was like overeating, pacing, having a bad time. And the author recommended her a spell to cast that would like help her get the loan. And what it was interesting because the, the person who the spell was recommended to was open. She was open-minded. She was open to it working, but she wasn't really like a believer. That's why openness is really what matters because, you know, you don't have to, I'm never asking you to like fully believe something that's foreign to you. Belief is a big result of just over time getting like evidence really, you know? And so it's fine not to fully be behind something, but you have to be willing to try it. And so she, what this woman found was that, you know, she, between gathering the ingredients and actually casting the spell, it took the whole weekend. And she was planning to find out on Monday whether or not she got the loan. So what happened there? Before we even know the results of the spell or the results of the scenario, it calmed her the fuck down, you know? It gave her something to do, you know? And, and we, we really underestimate these aspects to magic. Because here's the thing, if you cast a spell perfectly, but you're freaking out and you're like, did I do it right? Did I do this? And like, uh, blah, blah, blah. You're going to, like that energy is going to far outweigh the little poof of positive energy you put out. Just like, you know, chanting 20 affirmations every morning and then spending the rest of the day freaking the fuck out is like, I mean, chanting affirmations isn't that, is not that effective on its own. That's a subject for another day. But my point is, you have to actually look at like what energetic space you're occupying for the bulk of your day. For me, this was the game changer when it came to working with law of attraction concepts, magic, magical concepts. You know, I was doing a lot of things right, but then the time in between doing those things right, I was freaking the fuck out. Still working on it, still freak out sometimes, but I've gotten more consistent and I can see my results becoming more consistent as a result. So... I loved that in this book, she really took that, you know, she really laid this out as like a real benefit to ritual, a real benefit. Like looking back to my morning ritual at the beginning, that's not a magic thing, but I mean, it kind of is magic because it brings me into a positive space. It allows me to see possibility for the day, to feel good, to feel ready to feel prepared and because I'm doing these things for myself and I'm showing up with consistency to myself, taking time for myself at the beginning of the day, it makes me feel kind of, it actually is good for my self-esteem. Over time, I'm like, oh, I'm somebody who does, who sets myself up, who, you know, makes sure that I'm being inspired and motivated and has like positive influences in her life and is, has healthy habits over time, that makes you feel like you're somebody who deserves success, you know, because you're behaving like a successful person. It's a mind game. My belief is like with the whole morning ritual thing, the reason there are all these people who are like, you know, every, I mean, I don't know where they get these statistics, but you know, we'll just believe, we'll pretend they're true for a minute. They're like, 
number one thing that all millionaires have in common is they have like a morning ritual. Here's the thing though. Is it the morning ritual that makes the millionaire or is it the millionaire that makes the morning ritual? I don't fucking know. The point is there's a group of people who do things for themselves, who provide them with the support they need from themselves and who keep showing up in that space. And of course they become successful. And then the other people, they've like, the precedent has been set. And so people say like, oh, doing these practices puts me in that mindset and I'm more likely to be successful. So they become more successful because that's what they're expecting, you know? So the whole chicken or an egg thing, it doesn't even matter what starts it. The point is just that it works. And so harness that, take advantage of it. And about the whole story with the loan, she got it. It was a super long shot and she got it. And the client said, she was like, I don't know if the spell helped, but it definitely relaxed me. Definitely didn't hurt. It relaxed me. And I wasn't like putting my bad energy into it. And it was fun. And maybe it worked. I mean, I think it worked, but I'm obviously biased because I'm a witch. So, <laughs> so yeah. My purpose, my intention with this episode is just to kind of demystify the process. And, and whether you're somebody who practices witchcraft or not, that you really view these elements of ritual as things that you can incorporate into your everyday life that don't need to be scary. Now, of course, you can get really deep on these concepts and really complicated. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely oversimplifying in this episode, but this is a great place to start. And as you, you put these ideas into practice, you're going to start to notice what your results are. And when you're not getting results, you know, there are definitely like layers to pull back that I haven't mentioned in this episode. But my purpose here is for you just to start and for you to really view these ideas as things that can be implemented in your life, things that you can make, use to make the most of the energy of your life, and things you could use to create change. Especially rapid change because, you know, slow shifts are not really my style. I'm constantly encouraging myself and pushing myself towards the quantum leaps because I know that's what's possible for me and I know that change doesn't have to take a long time unless I want it. And quite frankly, sometimes I do want it to take a long time because I'm not ready. <laughs> but the, most, the rest of the time, I like it to be fast. I like to clear it. I don't like to be stuck in the energetic state of bullshit that I was stuck in for so many fucking, you know, for so much time of my life. You know, I went through these periods of being like so fucking stuck when I could have made the shift at any time. And I know that because once I made the shift, it was so, so fast. That's actually what I cover in my upcoming course, The Chariot. It's a four week course. It's kind of like a hybrid between a course, online course, and a group coaching program because it's an intimate group. We really go through it together. Um, you get a lot of one-on-one -on -one support as well. It's an amazing program and it's designed to teach you the, honestly, the practicality and the spirituality behind quantum leaping, behind your ability, your inherent ability to make changes quickly. So I encourage you to check it out. I have a pre-sale actually happening until only Friday. So if you enroll now, between now and Friday, you get $111 off on Friday night. The price will go up to the full price, which is $444. So you get an awesome discount if you um, join before Friday. And we're going to start at the end of the month. 
payment plans are also available. You can get started for as little as $40 in the, pre in the pre-sale program. Plus I have some awesome, awesome, awesome bonuses available for painful people and some pre-work that you'll get access to right away. So if you're just like, I want to get started on this shit right now, I don't want to wait for the group program to start. Join, you'll get some amazing courses as pre-work to get things shifting in your life, to get your energy shifting, to get to your mindset shifting in real actionable ways. This course isn't about me being like, just, you know, step into a new energy or embody a new energy or, you know, these ideas that to some of us deep in the spiritual world are like commonplace and we know exactly what it means. But if you're newer to this work, you might be like, what the fuck does that mean? I actually tell you what the fuck it means because as you know from listening to me on this podcast, I tell it straight, I tell it like it is. I like making these concepts really actionable while not watering them down because I want you to create change massively and quickly and we're gonna need some like really wild concepts for that that I know you can learn and master in no time. So check out The Chariot, um, rebirthofvenus.com slash The Chariot. Like I said, pre-sale ends on Friday. So Friday, the price goes up to full price. Like if you know you wanna get in, save $111. Join now. <laughs> um, and don't miss that. I love you all. I thank you so much for listening. And some of your messages about modern magic, what you think of my approach. If you think I'm like crazy and reckless or if you fucking love it, I wanna hear from all of you. Much, much love. Enjoy your week, and until next time, stay magical as fuck, because I know you are. Much love. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, be sure to leave a five-star review in the Apple Podcast app and share it with a friend. I would love to hear from you. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. DM me rebirth underscore of venus and be sure to grab your free ritual guide at rebirthofvenus.com